This is Do We Like Movies. It's a podcast where two guys review individual movies, sequels, and occasional television shows. In this show, we talk about our experiences with them, and we answer the question, do we like this movie? This week, we're discussing Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Welcome to Do We Like Movies. I'm your host, Angel. Suckers! <laughs> and I'm your host, Javi. Oh, fuck. It's really all I can say right now. Like, we are legitimately... You know what I was thinking about before we started recording this? Is I think that this movie might actually give New Year's Evil a run for its money for the absolute worst movie we've ever done on this show. It's funny because we did the room in the earlier like months of the show, and mm-hmm. my wife, like watching the acting in this movie, said, "You know what this reminds me of? That one movie that you and Javi made me watch." <laughs> With the- we didn't make her watch it. We just happened to have it on and refused to turn it off when she came in the room. <laughs> so yeah, basically, my wife thought that the acting in here was on par with the room. So that's I a good am- place to start. I am too sober to talk about this movie, and I think I was too sober when I watched this movie. <laughs> All right. Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Boo! <laughs> <laughs> All right. What is your experience with this movie? When is the first time you ever watched it? Oh, my God. The first time I watched it must have been when this movie came out, like, 97. This movie used yes. to come out a lot on TBS. And that was my experience with it, was my parents just plopped me in front of the television and little chubby Javi watching TV, and they're like, you can watch anything you want. And for some reason, Mortal Kombat Annihilation came up at least like three times a week. So I was like, fuck it, I'll watch this. And I remember watching it, and I remember thinking, oh, man, this is so cool. And that you know, it's like the video game. And then, because, you know, I was a stupid baby, and I didn't know any better. Except for the part where we get to see Luke King's animality. I remember looking at that and being like, that looks stupid. (laughs) And pretty much that's my experience with Mortal Kombat Annihilation. (laughs) There's no pomp and circumstance. There's nothing cool to it. It's just literally it used to be on TBS all the time. All right. Let me take you back to the year 1997. (laughs) Uh. I had rented and watched, like I said in our last episode, I rented and watched the original Mortal Kombat. I legit loved that movie when I was like six. (laughs) I was probably too young to be watching it, but legitimately, I loved that movie when it came out, right? At least on video. I did not get to watch that one in theaters, but I was so big on that first Mortal Kombat movie, my dad and my cousins and i would all play mortal kombat the video game on snes right so i was legit hyped for mortal kombat annihilation to come out and i bought tickets to watch that movie the weekend it came out it was not the night it premiered it was the sunday after i think but um 
<laughs> my best memory of it and just really one of the earlier memories of my life <laughs> is going to the movie theater where they were playing it and we were running late right for the movie and me getting into the theater about five to ten minutes too late wondering what the hell is going on <laughs> because all i saw was dead johnny cage like laying on this giant rock <laughs> and oh i really i what i I watched the entire movie and I let the whole movie wash over me, but I needed to rent it when it came out on video again because I honestly couldn't <laughs> process anything because I had no idea what the beginning of this movie was. The idea of nine-year-old Angel just <laughs> sitting there being like, I have to dissect this film. When like, <laughs> like it's ultimate beret and like scarf like mentality right there. <laughs> I must let this film wash over me. I must analyze the acting career of Brian Thompson. <laughs> That's Shao Kahn, by the way. I had no idea that was his name. I have no idea who that guy is. This was a legitimate... <laughs> Clusterfuck? Bad... Well, yeah, but this was also just a wretched year for me in movies <laughs> because... I watched this and then Batman and Robin comes out that exact same year too, <laughs> which I also watched at this same theater. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's just, you know, was 1997. Not a good, not a good movie year for me. <laughs> it was a great year for us as children. Shitty year for movie. <laughs> <laughs> but then it got even better because I remember, well, my older cousins basically bought my tickets, but I remember coming back in a few, few months later uh to watch blade which also came out that year i think that year or maybe even the next year but blade was, was 97 i think yeah. blade was a 97 release yeah. let me check i think that movie <laughs> cleansed my palate finally but all right anyway all right so this movie went into production very shortly after the original came out it was obviously some sort of success which is why new line wanted to capitalize on the property um paul ws anderson does not come back for this movie they get some journeyman director to do it, I guess, or some guy who was involved with the first movie. I don't know if he was like a director of photography or something like that, but John R. Leonetti, who I believe was the cinematographer. All right. So new director, Paul W.S. Anderson did not want to come back. And the reason why he did not want to come back is because he saw the script and hated it. Do you want to do you want to know how many people didn't come <laughs> back because their story was they saw the script and hated it? <laughs> that includes the guy that played Johnny Cage. He saw the script, hated it. Lyndon Ashby, he didn't want to come back. Apparently, the guy that plays um the guy that plays uh what's it called? Um uh, why am I blanking on the main character's name? Lou Kang. <laughs> Robin Shu hated the script, but he went along with it anyway because money. <laughs> Apparently, him and Paul W. S. Anderson say that how they talk about how much they hate it now. My boy Christopher Lambert also said he hated the script and didn't come back for it. <laughs> There's a lot of people from the original Mortal Kombat that they're like they're just careers with those franchise ended with this movie. It's so fucking crazy. It's easy to tell right early on when you are looking at a film and you see that 
more than half of the cast has been recast from one film to another, I think that's a real big red flag that tells you that what you're in for is not going to be a good movie. Yep. Um, and the funny thing is that this, <laughs> the, the IMDb trivia page for this movie is hilarious. And I swear every single line in it made me giggle. My, I think the first one that I saw in this <laughs> was somebody said, Ed Boon famously hates this movie. <laughs> and you, know, you know what the, the line that comes up a lot? They, short, they shortly died then after. <laughs> and this movie apparently disgusted Paul W.S. Anderson enough that it's the reason why he stuck around and made every single Resident Evil movie after the original one. Because... I guess what he had said was, I'm never going to let someone else take something I worked on and make a terrible sequel to it. Yeah, if anyone's going to kill my own franchise, it's me, he said. Even though he pretty much lied, because Paul W.S. Anderson is the guy who directed Alien vs. Predator, <laughs> and he did not return for Alien vs. Predator Requiem, <laughs> which is arguably in the same camp of this movie as, like, all-time worst sequels to anything i mean avp wasn't that good to begin with <laughs> it's not like it had much further to go to suck true but you know it's like what we talked about last week like it's not like the story to mortal kombat 1 was so good or it's not like the movie was so fantastic but what we talked about last week was it delivers what it promises it felt enough like the game so it was like you know, you could excuse all of it, right? Mm -hmm. And you thought it was just, you know, it, it made you interested enough to want to continue watching this movie. And <laughs> this movie instantly, <laughs> instantly just throws all that goodwill at the window. They kill Johnny Cage. We're still going to be following these characters around. Only now Lou and Kitana are the only people who are being same, pay, played by the same actors. Mm -hmm. So uh, right off the bat, you're kind of like caught out of surprise or caught by surprise by that. The opening of this movie has some of the most god awful like background projection you've ever seen in your life. Like these people are clearly standing in front of projected images <laughs> they are not on a set it looks like incomplete footage like it, it really does it looks like it looks, it looks like, like test footage yes like, the entire thing looks like test footage <laughs> like before you added with someone <laughs> i was arguing with someone about that earlier this week because someone was like hey, what movies are you, are you guys talking about I'm like annihilation and then they had the goal, friend of the show, Eddie, had the goal to be like, well, the CGI by those standards, blah, blah, blah. I mean, shut up. All right, Jurassic Park had come out already. Jurassic, Jurassic Park, Park came out four years before this. Like, I told like, you, I don't want to hear shit. <laughs> oh, my God. It's so annoying. It's like, I don't want to hear shit, okay? Like, so, so they found a way to make it work. I'm like, I don't, like, they clearly threw a shit ton of money because, the budget for this movie compared to the last movie is like astronomically higher. <laughs> they Which, just threw it at the wrong thing. It's shocking because that first movie did such a fantastic job with what it did. Like Scorpion and Sub-Zero look great. Goro looks fantastic. Like I thought the effects for him were great. Like he really was the big effects creature in that. In this, we get people like Motaro, we get Shiba, we get all these different characters from the game, 
And this movie literally is just like, we're just going to put in all the characters from the first three Mortal Kombat games in it, but we're not going to give them absolutely anything to do. Oh, yeah, they are literally just there. And also, good luck trying to figure out who the fuck they are. Because, like, <laughs> when they introduce Shiva, I'm like, okay, cool. Shiva makes sense. Like, she's Lady Goro. I remember that. Mm-hmm. I vaguely remember Montaro being a, a villain you fight, like, when you get up to the higher parts of the, of, the, of the fighting ladder, right? He was an underboss, and he was literally, like, one of the most hacked characters, like, when you played that game. Like, at one point, they introduce, like, Noob Saibot, they introduce Rain, they introduce, uh, who else? Um, Ermac. The problem is, they are all ninjas. They're all the ninja characters. They're all part of the Link Way. But they do not explain who any of them are. <laughs> it's the, the same one- mistake that the first one does. The first one turns these into, like, nameless hench, like, basically, you know, personality-less henchmen. They're all like per. Not only that, they're all like color swaps of Scorpion and Sub Zero. Yeah. <laughs> so they look generic as fuck. And then you, they don't even get to talk. Like I'm getting furious thinking about it. All right, so we're introduced to our big villain of this movie, which is Shokan. And Shokan does not look like what you would picture him to look like when you see him in the game. Shokan is massive in the game. He's always wearing his skull crown. And in this movie, he, like, immediately takes it off at whatever moment that he wants. So you can just look at him as, like, this... Looks like some bald dude that's not Vin Diesel. Yeah, great value Vin Diesel is what he looks like. And every single time that he talks, he sounds like his voice is going to crack and he's going to start crying. There's nothing particularly intimidating about him at all. Like, this guy is not frightening at all. Shang Tsung felt like a more formidable villain than this guy. Oh yeah, Shang Tsung, like the guy that played Shang Tsung had the voice. I forgot what his name was. The 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 dad from Johnny Tsunami. <laughs> the grandfather. Oh grandfather. I'm sorry, I wasn't raised by Disney, okay? I was raised <laughs> on trash like Mortal Kombat Annihilation. <laughs> but yeah, like he just had the voice down and he had like the act like I don't know, like he just has this air about him that made him seem super like just just um What's the word? Like, just imposing, right? So even though he's, like, the same size as Liu Kang, he still feels like a boss. The problem they do with Shao Kahn is they fucking have his dad, who I don't even remember from the from the series even being a thing. I think they write him off as Shinnok or something, and, like, Shinnok becomes bigger, like, I guess now, if you go into, like, MK9 and X and 11, like, he plays more, like, you you learn more about him and shit, right? But I don't think that there's a familial connection between Shokan Raiden and Shinnok like this. Not at all. No, <laughs> Shinnok is not Raiden's dad. <laughs> like, that part was stupid. Not the, that was one of the, and that was the first time I saw something stupid, but it wouldn't be the last. All right, there's nothing particularly... There's nothing about Raiden that says he needs to be a white guy with white hair. Like, that's not what Raiden looks like in the game. Raiden had, like, the, you know, the, the circular hat that you see. I Unfortunately, I wish I could find... You can call it a straw hat. I mean, like... Yeah, straw hat. The, the, <laughs> more, the, more, the, most, the most culturally accurate way to describe it, I, I don't have off the top of my head right now. But he has that. He has, like, kind of like a gi that he wears. Um... Everyone wears geese. <laughs> he does not look like either Chris Lambert or this movie's James Raymar, who who I insulted in Too Fast, Too Furious. But I will say in this movie, 
I think he's a whole lot better than Christopher Lambert is. <laughs> oh, you mind sack of shit. It is the one decision that this movie makes that's better than Mortal Kombat 1. Everything mm-hmm. else, everything else, you could just throw it down the garbage disposal. This is Whoa. the one thing that I will allow it. Below me. <laughs> that's what I say to that because no, Jan- they. F- okay, yeah, you're right. <laughs> There is a lot that they, there's no rule that says that the Raiden has to look like just a generic looking white guy with white hair, except for the fact that, you know, in the later games, he totally does look like a generic white guy with white hair. Ugh. That's not here nor there right now, okay? Right. The fact that you think what the bastardization that they did to James Rimmar, giving him fucking weird, like, 90s blonde highlight tips, <laughs> and, like, getting him out of the, the like, no, that's stupid. I hate it. And I hated every bit of it. I much preferred Christopher Lambert not doing a goddamn thing right. to like help any of them. Like that, that is my rating. Okay. All right. So this movie starts with Shokan coming to the temple that Liu Kang and the rest of our heroes were in at the end of the first movie. Uh, obviously, the entire place is recast now. <laughs> so so good, like, trying to figure out who's who. And nah, funny enough, good. like, okay, I guess I discovered it. The reason why Johnny Cage is barely in this movie is because I clearly saw it this time that it is a different actor who's playing him and they basically want to kill him off as quickly as possible so you don't ever have to think about him ever again. It kind of reminds me of, uh, what's it called? You have Crispin Glover, who plays the dad in Back to the Future, who is... Mm-hmm maybe my favorite character in that movie and then in back to the future 2 they didn't they kind of recast the character right they use a different actor to play him but mm-hmm. they hid his face under old age makeup and they basically had him like on some sort of futuristic wheelchair that like hung him upside down so it like distorted your view of him and you like had no idea that the actor wasn't crispin glover and then at the end of the movie they use crispin glover b-roll footage from back to the future one which apparently was and they did not pay him at all for this so it is it was apparently such a problem that like people legit thought that he was in this movie that crispin glover ends up like suing and uh he's the reason why if you ever have your likeness used in the movie like they have to pay the actor like like they did it for like alien when they killed off a bunch of the actors from the second movie like oh, <laughs> it's because yeah, of crispin yeah, glover yeah. and Sp- you know basically sue and spielberg and universal that 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 kind of stuff happens which is kind of i guess what doomed his career which looked like it was going to be as big as michael j fox's but mm-hmm. neither here nor there they basically do the same thing. They take a character you liked in the first one. I didn't like him that much, but clearly you liked him more than I did. Um, they take him, immediately kill him. Sonia feels like a completely different character than she did in the first movie. So, well, well, I'm sorry. I can't to be buy. fair, to be fair about Johnny Cage, it is canon that he totally get does get killed in the MK universe. All right. Well, I, I will accept that. But I just like, wish... it's kind of, it's kind of stupid the way they do it in the movie where Shao Kahn just offs him right away when he actually <laughs> he dies a heroic death like fighting off like outworld soldiers when they try to invade Earth, but instead they just like off him real quick in the movie instead of giving him like a last stand or some shit. So well, the other thing dumb. too is like if this is what if it was so easy to kill him, 
why did they just kill everybody else? It would have been like a million times more easy. This movie doesn't need to exist and doesn't need to happen. Right? <laughs> and then we're all proud den- citizens of our world. <laughs> all right. So this movie basically breaks all the rules of the original movie. It takes out, you know, all that stuff you liked the last time? Well, fuck all of that because we're going to throw that out the window. Uh, Shao Kahn breaks all the rules of Mortal Kombat. This wasn't supposed to take place to another generation, but he comes in, he's breaking the rules. He's got the portals from Outworld open to the Earth realm, and now he's basically admitting that the Bible is canon in real life because he talks about the Earth being created in six days, which I think it's seven. And well, he- no, the world gets created in six days, and on the seventh, God rested, and he was like, "But on the seventh, I will destroy." <laughs> <laughs> So, all right. So, six days, same deal. The world's going to end in six days. The entire planet of Earth, despite the fact that they show you some sort of B-roll helicopter footage of the cities of America, we're basically in the desert this entire movie. <laughs> like, it is just this one desert location that they had told us that we were going to be in. And there is one thing that I think of in the beginning of this movie that does not escape my mind for the rest of the movie. That first movie was a lot more brutal. It felt like it was a lot more for an adult audience. This movie, mm-hmm. this feels like Power Rangers to me. Yes. Like, it was, oh my God, yes. <laughs> my wife and I like watched it and that's all we could think of. It feels, it feels more juvenile than that first one did. Some of the characters are a little bit hornier than they were in the first one. <laughs> <laughs> um, like the the way they explore like Liu Kang and uh, what's her face Katana, like their weird love story. It it's 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 very juvenile the way it's written because it's like you know Liu Kang it pretty much is acting like this guy that's like what are these emotions I'm feeling? Because <laughs> essentially they're like playing it like he's this sexless fight machine. <laughs> and then all he's been trained to do is fight since he was like three years old and now all of a sudden he goes there's more emotions than fighting interesting yeah i mean this is a guy who in part one was looking for revenge for the death of his brother it he feels like a completely different character in this all he cares about is katana and this movie will do a bunch of just bullshit like it is bullshit so after this initial scene, they all disappear and they say, all right, well, the earth is going to be destroyed in six days so so that we can have a movie and that you guys can do a bunch of dumb shit for six days. All right, bye. They get out of there. All right. Now, what they have to do is they, they need to go find Sonya's partner. I guess Sonya needs to go find her partner. They need to go find other people in the other sides of the world for God knows what reason. Do you even understand yeah. who we're looking for? Kind of. They're trying to essentially the idea is that with Johnny Cage dead, they gotta like replenish the ranks. So Sonia, who is apparently did a lot of bonding with Johnny, <laughs> even though we vaguely remember her hating his guts by the end of the first movie. She barely suddenly... liked him at the end of the like it looked like maybe she might give him a chance and like give him a hand job at the monastery. <laughs> like <laughs> like they, they didn't even sleep with each other, and in this one, like we've got to Luke pretend King. that like they've had this like year-long relationship 
Liu Kang walks in on the hand job and goes, "What kind of fighting style is this?" <laughs> oh, right, because he's a sexless robot. That's right. Yeah, sexless fight robot. <laughs> All right. So apparently, in this, I mean, much like when we did Godzilla versus Kong, this is another kind of hollow Earth theory where inside of the Earth there is a series of tunnels that take you from one side of the planet to another. A and significantly the way you... less. <laughs> stupid version of hollow earth even with the human hamster balls (laughs) all right human hamster balls this is not a mortal combat thing right like no no it's not (laughs) it makes absolutely no sense it looks like something out of american gladiators it is all right katana somehow knows about it despite the fact that she's not from this realm so why would she know about it Holy shit, I hadn't even thought about that. <laughs> no, dude, we are going to get into some shit here because this movie absolutely f- flabbergasted me. We went through, we go through the tunnel. She somehow teaches him where he's supposed to go to the point where she goes, all right, you're going to have to turn now when they fly out of <laughs> one like tunnel and trying to maneuver into another tunnel to get to somewhere, which is like, it seems like the most impractical way to travel anywhere. Um, despite the fact reason, that Lou thinks it's amazing, <laughs> you know, you know what my favorite part about it is where Raiden's like, if you take the human hamster ball tunnels, that's not what he calls them. But we just don't remember what they're called. Yeah, human hamster ball tunnels. That's it. But but when Raiden is like, you can take the human hamster ball tunnels and it'll get you anywhere on Earth in hours. I was like, a plane does the exact same thing. <laughs> literally <laughs> does the exact same thing i'm like if anything a plane is much more practical because it's spinning in a human hamster ball for hours to get to your <laughs> destination sounds terrible it sounds horribly uncomfortable too i couldn't imagine having to stand up for like several hours as i'm flying in a ball <laughs> cut that put that in its isolate that and make it its own sound bite right there <laughs> All right, so we get into some sort of tunnel that they're in. It looks like some sort of temple. Everything looks like a temple. Everything looks like a set from Power Rangers. Like it really Everything does. Looks the exact same because when they go find, they when they go to try to find Nightwolf, they have to go to another desert. Yes, <laughs> another nondescript desert. When they go find, uh, when they go find what's his name, Jax, they they had to go to an army installation. In Hawaii, in In Hawaii, (laughs) but this looks like nothing out of Hawaii that you've ever seen in your life. Do they distinctly say that it's in Hawaii? I'm pretty sure that they did, or if they did, that's worse because it's such a desert. (laughs) (laughs) Or if not, I'm I'm making up something that I saw in a YouTube video, but I don't know. But I'm pretty certain it's Hawaii. That he's that they're supposed to be going to. But anyway, all right. So this tunnel that Katana and Lou are in, all of a sudden. (laughs) <laughs> they are uh they are found by uh sub-zero right yeah <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> who is find sub-zero all right who Liu Kang killed but it's not sub-zero it's sub-zero's brother you mm-hmm. know younger sub-zero and this actor was actually in the last movie he played reptile in the first movie so he's in this yes. one playing yes. sub-zero jr uh, he's got the scar just like the other Sub Zero does, who's usually unmasked in the game. 
um mm-hmm. which for some reason you know the, hey, this guy killed my brother but i'm here to help him and so the- canon is that the first sub-zero is a dick and when he gets killed by scorpion after killing scorpion's uh family mm-hmm. he becomes a uh, noob cybot and he become and then the younger uh sub-zero wants to take the lin kuei on a different route so he becomes the leader of the lin kuei now there's a lot of there's layers there's layers there's a lot going on so it's like are there really i mean i guess the real story has layers this does not (laughs) no no not at all but pretty much like the idea here is that even though we we're not given any of that context this context is all assumed if we played the video games or did research before watching this movie so you have no reason to understand why this sub-zero wouldn't murder the ever-loving shit out of Liu king like on site which no, you're not supposed to because before you could even question what's happening, you get smoke, who's yes. also in the video game. I mean, yeah, in the video game, smoke is attacking Sub Zero. I guess Sub Zero is supposed to be fighting him off, and <laughs> as this fight is continuing, I think uh, Liu Kang, well, Liu Kang and and uh, Sub Zero Junior both help defeat Smoke together. And then after mm-hmm. that, you know, Sub Zero Junior creates a bridge for the, an ice bridge for them to walk over, and that's when Scorpion makes his grand return to the Mortal Kombat universe from the first movie, looking significantly more Power Ranger villain like. And mm-hmm. now instead of having one snake thing that comes out of his hands, it's two snake things that are coming out of his hands. Ooh, so- Surprise, motherfuckers. <laughs> and, you know, he does get over here. They fight each other. And the best part of this is while Sub-Zero is fighting Scorpion and then Liu Kang has to help him, has to help up Sub-Zero, Scorpion teleports behind Katana, grabs her, <laughs> and yells, Suckers! <laughs> <laughs> before he like jumps into a purple gelatin like portal (laughs) i was watching that and my immediate reaction was what the fuck was that (laughs) did i just get insulted by this movie for watching it i you know what and i swear that's what i told that's what we told our friends this morning before we recorded this is Honestly, I think Scorpion was breaking the fourth wall, looking at the audience and calling us suckers because we're the fucking dildos who paid money to watch this. And um, yeah, we look fucking stupid after this. So, <laughs> all right. Once this is where it gets worse, right? It somehow gets worse because <laughs> shut the fuck up. That's impossible. <laughs> because once she's gone, Sub-Zero starts talking about how Kitana is the key to opening portals. My biggest problem with this is if Shao Kahn is breaking all the rules of Mortal Kombat, how are their legends? How are their prophecies? How does any of this make sense? How is Kitana the key to something that's not even supposed to happen? Because, <laughs> shut up, that's why. <laughs> You know my favorite part? Uh, sorry, I, like I'm jumping around a little bit, but you know my favorite part about Shao Kahn's plan and all this is it's hinging on the fact that no one is going to snitch and tell the Elder Gods. 
<laughs> like his entire plan is completely like we we're going to invade Earth, but nobody tell the Elder Gods. <laughs> and then he just like does this little giggle. Well, right away we get from that. Then we like all right. So Sub Zero disappears. Katana has disappeared. Liu Kang is by himself. I don't know how he's gonna get out of this cave that they're in, but good luck, Lou. He then we're <laughs> flash cut <laughs> to alert. we are now at this base that Sonya's partner Jax is in. And the reason why they had to recast this guy was because the actor who played him in the original movie apparently unfortunately passed away. So this is an understandable recast, kind of necessary yeah. if you wanted to have this character in this movie. So uh, but you know, originally, if he didn't get the role for Spawn, Michael J. White would have played this character, which yes. he does in the in the in the like YouTube miniseries for Machinima, like twenty years later, right? <laughs> or like fifteen years later, or something like that. Um, but yeah, good choice for Michael J. White because even though Spawn is not considered one of the better superhero movies from the nineties. It's a movie that he is good. He is always going to be more fondly remembered for than this. <laughs> Everyone would prefers to remember him as the star of Spawn as opposed to playing second banana in Annihilation. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I know I do. Shoot. All right, so Jax for some reason gets these arms created for him because he literally wants to punch things. Yeah, no that other reason is for it. Motivation is I want to be stronger. I you just want to be cool. Like he seemed like a very level-headed, real-world cop in the first one, and now all of a sudden in this movie, he wants sci-fi powers. He notices all this magic shit happening around him, and he, you know, he'll stereotypically kind of jokingly question it with his quips here and there. But for the most part, I mean, he's here to play ball, like, and, and just go along with whatever the hell's happening, right? Because obviously he and Sonya are friends, but they yep. kind of offhand flirt with each other. But, you know, I mean, friends. I get it. I get, I get that those friendships exist where, you, where it may just be straight platonic and they're just both partners and that's just how they get along with each other. But there's some tension in this relationship where I'm like, am I interrupting something by watching this? At it's the same like time. Da- it's like damn lady like your not boyfriend died like a day ago <laughs> well no the other thing is like every no 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 the, the part that pisses me off about this is all right so to get into this we get cyrax who is one of my favorite characters from the video game he is my favorite of the robots from the he game the yellow one right because sector is the red yes he's the okay. yellow one he's got that big green net that like covers you uh, which yes, they do yes, a yes. version of it here, but the it's, special effects are so awful that like yeah. you can't even tell. They do the grenade, which is kind of cool. The grenade he shoots from his chest. Yeah, they do that. I mean, <laughs> but okay. So the problem with this too is that all right, we had the Scorpion Sub Zero, Liu Kang, Katana thing. We had the Sonya Jax robot and robot henchman thing that it's just like again this feels like power rangers this is not the first movie where you are watching one-on-one fights with people johnny mm-hmm. cage would have could have been killed by goro and no one was going to stop it from happening because that's the tournament those are the rules right mm-hmm. everybody stays out of it everything here is just everyone is going to fight everyone and it really feels like it's 
two Power Rangers versus a villain and the Putty Patrol. Like that is what I'm watching when I'm Pretty seeing much. these fights. Very appropriate. And it just again, it doesn't feel like Mortal Kombat, even though they have all these Mortal Kombat characters that are just stuffed in here, like if you're stuffing shit into a small bag. You know, sorry, I I, I wanted to interject something earlier about Jax. So you mentioned the motivation in this movie is just that he wants to punch things. Do you remember the mo the, the Do you remember the Mortal Kombat cartoon when we were kids? I do beg you your think? pardon. You didn't know about it? No, dude. There was like a Saturday morning Mortal Kombat cartoon. Holy shit! And that cartoon did a whole like. If I can find the trailer, I'll send it to you later. Mm-hmm. Like once we're off off the episode, right? But that uh, that cartoon did more to explain why Jax needed the robot arms as an adult than this movie did. Like and, the, <laughs> and there's like an entire episode where he has flashbacks of being picked on when he was a fat little kid. <laughs> and so his motivation was he needed the arms so he could become stronger because he wants to be the strongest guy ever and like never get picked picked on again and i'm like this movie didn't even give us that like it like it's just literally like you said it's he wants to punch things because the thing is from mortal kombat 1 to mortal kombat annihilation maybe a week has passed like is it really explained how much time has passed since sonia left it feels instant because it literally looked like you were picking up where that first one ended when you're starting here. So it may not even be a week. Like we may be looking at instantly. This is what happened after they get back from the tournament. So there is not even any time for um, Jax to even learn about all the crazy magic shit that's going on. Right. So it's one of those weird things that he, why he accepts it so easily. Well, he accepts it because now he's a robot monstrosity himself. <laughs> <laughs> he's an abomination against humanity. <laughs> I mean, obviously, you find out in this that it's actually prosthetics, and it's not, I mean, like, it's not prosthetics. It's actually more like putting gloves on, <laughs> which, no, okay. That's stupid. Yeah. I would prefer the prosthetics. Which, you know, now that we've seen the trailer, you know, months ago we saw a trailer for the new movie, we know that the new movie is going to come up with a much better explanation for why he's going to have the metal arms. But, all right, so after they defeat Cyrax, Cyrax all of a sudden has this dragon tattoo that comes off of him, which despite the fact he's a robot, he has a tattoo, it flies off of him, it destroys itself in some sort of, again, Power Rangers effects, and then all of a sudden he is going to self-destruct so they need to run out of the building as quickly as possible, and their explosion is literally them jumping in front of explosioneffects.exe <laughs> <laughs> like screensaver. <laughs> it is so fucking bad. Like the and that's the thing. Like again, I understand it's the it's 90 what? It's 99 at this point. No, wait, 97. All right. <laughs> this what is, is going to be the episode where I talk about it, and I'm going to talk about it now. All right. So I'm pretty sure you were involved in this as well. But when we mm-hmm. were younger, I had a camcorder, right? My <laughs> parents got a camcorder, <laughs> and we were bored one Saturday, right? So it was you. I think it was you and me and some of my other cousins that were here. 
and we decided that we were going to film a martial arts movie <laughs> despite the fact that we have absolutely no idea what a martial arts movie is <laughs> and we end up just doing this dumb 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 mini film that's like just a collection of scenes of people talking and it's like us having to fight someone to keep them from destroying and blowing up the world and escaping into a rocket, which is literally just a bottle rocket that never went off at the end of the movie. Um, it doesn't exist, unfortunately, because it was on video cassette, and we're talking about something from o- o- about 20 years ago almost. I'm pretty sure your parents like <laughs> recorded over it, hopefully immediately. <laughs> that abomination. But that's what this shit reminds me of. It literally reminds me of the, we're going to give you a bigger budget to do that. <laughs> and they the best they could do is just EXE screensaver. <laughs> exactly. Like... <laughs> I wish I would have thought of it because I had the same kind of screensaver effects that I could have literally shot us over <laughs> and turned our like kid fan film into a classic. Do you remember when we tried to do the Halloween fan film and then you were like, yeah, our older cousin said he's down to set his arm on fire? <laughs> <laughs> we should probably stop talking at this point. <laughs> <laughs> Before we incriminate anyone. <laughs> we were destructive um, kids, I swear. Yeah. All right, anyway. I think we're destructive because this movie is something I watched at a formative age. Yeah, and as we know, anything any movies make us violent. <laughs> All right. So anyway, where are we with this movie? I'm already uh, losing. All right. So we're going back to Shokan. Shokan, I guess, uh, here's from Ermac. Who is the red ninja you would barely know it you you know like you've seen these characters in the game but they don't get much of anything past a couple lines of dialogue for you to even know who they are but ermac is the red uh, ninja so that's the only reason why i know that rain uh, is the purple one um right. who else i think that's noob cybot is the gray black one yeah smoke is the light gray one well, no, I thought smoke was the no smoke is also there's one of two the, uh... smokes. There's there's robot smoke and there's ninja smoke. Oh my god, that's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so there's robot smoke and ninja smoke, and then Cyrax and Sector, the, the other two robot ones. All right, so for no uh... other reason than to mention them, we find out that Ermac found uh cabal and striker who are two characters from the mortal kombat video game and apparently beat them up <laughs> because shogun asks if he, if if you made them beg before you killed them and he goes but master <laughs> literally like that this awful in a gold AVR voice <laughs> yes it sounded like gold in, but master you told me not, and he gets like angry and just throws ermac into a fire pit <laughs> uh, like dr evil in austin powers you know what my favorite part is that they later reuse the same exact shot of yep. something thrown into the fire pit it when Liu Kang is fighting Baraka. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, oh my god, this movie's so garbo. It's really bad. It is really bad. All right. 
So we also get the transformation of Raiden because he goes and talks to the Elder Gods. And the Elder Gods are some fucking sassy bitches because they, they refuse to talk to him for too long. They say the most he can ask is three questions, which is him trying to find out what he can do to help the humans. And what the fuck is the point of any of this? Like, I, yeah. I don't understand it. Why would the Elder Gods help? He's already broken the rules. If the Elder Gods were going to do anything about it, or if they were useful at all, they would have done something when he did this. They yeah. seem like they don't care. They're literally just about to let this world get destroyed. Whatever. So Mortal Kombat essentially doesn't even need to happen because you can always break the rules and take over another realm anyway. So who gives a shit about anything in this movie? It's like, what is the actual point of the Elder Gods if, like, other than just... They're just the Watchers from fucking, like, Marvel. Like, they're just there to watch humanity die every 500 years or whatever. Like, it's so stupid. Like, like, like they're completely ineffectual. And then when Raiden tells them, hey, Shao Kahn is doing the super illegal shit, they're just like, ha, sucks to suck. The only way you can help him is giving up your <laughs> god <laughs> And then they just float away into this weird purple. <laughs> but it's so useless. So pretty much, um, what's it called? Like Khan, like in order to defeat Khan, they need to have humans. So pretty much Raiden has to give up his godhood. Meanwhile, Shao Khan, um he enlists the help of Sindel. Queen Sindel, because we learn a little bit more that Katana is not actually Shao Kahn's daughter, but she was kidnapped from uh, from another realm that he'd taken over, and her, her mom turned evil, and now she's banging Shao Kahn. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, and so, for some reason, the key becomes reuniting Katana with Sindel, and that's why they're trying to keep them separated. <laughs> Again, nonsense, because... These are broken rules, so why does doing anything that is foretold or being told that needs to happen going to be done because you could always break the rules? And pretty much everyone has their own different idea. Like, the Elder Gods can't even agree on how to how to beat Shao Kahn, where some say that the humans have to do it, some say you gotta kill Sindel to, in order to stop the, the portals because she controls them. And then, meanwhile, this entire time, it cuts back to Liu Kang, who has, like, a peyote trip with Nightwolf. <laughs> yes. All right. So I appreciate them casting an actual Native American actor to play Nightwolf. Good on them for doing that. I hate Nightwolf's dialogue. It literally sounds like, again, something out of Power Rangers. The acting is awful in this. Mm-hmm. Uh, this movie introduces animalities, which is something that is a, you know, it's a, it's a fatality type in later Mortal Kombat games. All right, Nightwolf is clearly a wolf. Anybody who's played uh, the video games knows that Liu Kang is a dragon. Mm-hmm. All right, whatever. Anyway, it's like, it's like, oh, well, you're definitely not. This movie is everyone telling Liu Kang he's not ready for Shokan. 
but we're not going to train you. It's it's like, you know how Chris Lambert Raiden was like not helpful to any of the characters. This one is like everyone is Chris Lambert Raiden now, <laughs> because all right, so Raiden, everyone except for Raiden, well, Raiden, is Raiden from the first one. Well, Raiden is just stupid in this because he yeah. apparently loves humans so much that you know the other gods are like, well, if you love them so much. You know, we'll, we'll just turn you. <laughs> yeah, we'll just turn you into a human. We'll just take your powers away, and now you're gonna be one of them. And it's like, why the fuck is Raiden on board with this? Why does he care? Raiden should be like Doctor Manhattan, who like has no stake in this world, unless it's like, unless you're like recruiting people to help you in Mortal Kombat. You really shouldn't care. But yeah, no, he's mad because the rules are rules, buddy. And we <laughs> live in a society. <laughs> Well, even the Elder Gods are teasing him for being such a rule nerd about it. <laughs> <laughs> They're just like, ah, you fucking simp. <laughs> you fucking geek. Like... <laughs> and he's just like, hey, no picking on me, Elder Gods. <laughs> <laughs> All right, oh, so he gets turned God. into a human. Liu Kang has his crazy peyote dream where he like ends up seeing meeting Horny Jade, who mm. like... <laughs> <laughs> So he has to go through three tests all over again because literally has to be a rehash from the last movie where he has to go through the trial of self-esteem, courage, and focus, which I don't remember what the test was. But then the other one is temptation where he sees Jade and then um, she tries to like seduce Liu Kang and Liu Kang's like no my heart belongs to Katana who I've only known for like three days same problem as Sonya and Johnny it's like you barely mm-hmm. know each other you're probably horny for her but there's nothing to say that you like love her in any substantial way <laughs> mm-hmm. anyway but she after passing those two they say she's ready and he gets reunited at the Elder God Temple with um, Raiden not before, um, not before running through another tunnel in a hamster ball. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> fucking hamster ball tunnel. So good. <laughs> all right. So finally, when um, you know, all the heroes reunited this time, it's Jade instead of Katana. They end up, or wait, no, they haven't even saved Katana yet, have you? <laughs> have they? So they end up reuniting. Uh, they've learned that Raiden has become human. And they finally, like, come up with the plan, which is not really much of a plan, which is just to take the fight to Outworld. <laughs> so they had to sneak into Outworld, um, where in loose he saves Katana after killing, like, three Barak. <laughs> <laughs> which, remind, to remind everyone, Baraka in the game is, like, just a random Tarkatan warrior. So they're, like... You just commit genocide of an entire race of monster <laughs> people every time you fight and kill a Baraka. Because, and I think you see it in that, like, Liu Kang ends up fighting, like, three Barakas, and then he, he ends up kicking one of them in the fire pit, and that's when they reuse the Yeah, they the actually thing. reuse... <laughs> They actually reuse Ermac falling in the fire, but they do it so quickly that if you're a dumb bitch like I was in a movie theater, like you will have no idea that they fucked you over <laughs> with that. The best effect in this movie is reusing that fire footage <laughs> because you don't <laughs> notice it if you're not paying close attention. 
It's just like sped up. It's so hilarious because they don't even like bother changing the angle. It's fucking all right. Weird. The thing that made me giggle when I read IMDb was that originally they wanted Sylvester Stallone to play Barack. <laughs> Why? Why would he say yes to start? Uh, it's not like he was a big star at this point. But it's just... <laughs> you know Shut your goddamn mouth. Demolition Man came out like three years before this. <laughs> All I think of is like that awful Stallone impression from the show Big Mouth on Netflix. And I just picture like Stallone, yeah, Baraka, it's, it's great. Yeah. <laughs> All I ever think about when I think of Sly Stallone is the joke from Family Guy where he's like, Rocky, you can't fight a monkey in space. <laughs> oh, there's no end there, there's no FM either. <laughs> So <laughs> low impressions are awful because you basically just have to sound like a punch drunk like fighter. <laughs> I hate that everyone can do a Stallone impression <laughs> and be good at it. <laughs> uh, we love you, sliced alone. Just yeah, we talked about Creed. We're actually going to give you flowers, so don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, don't worry. Yeah, just the, the way Angel walked back, how he thinks James Remar is probably racist. No, no, no. I said James Remar's character in Too Fast, Too Furious is racist. His character yeah. here is a little bit too wimpy. That's but... not the way I'm going to recut that foot. <laughs> All those sound bites. <laughs> All right, but anyway, so we get you know the death of Baraka, and then Sheba comes, and she was like, "Oh well, now you're not going to be able to stop me." Well, guess what? They break the cage that Katana's in, and it smashes her, much like literally, like I was expecting purple ooze to come out from the bottom of that cage. I expected her like like ruby slippers to fall off, and then Katana <laughs> to put them on because it looked really stupid how she they just like wicked witch of the easted her. Yep. All right. That's this kind of movie. Remember what so, they... all right. we're ready for the climax, the part of the movie that we've all been waiting <laughs> for. Oh yeah, we have. <laughs> I, I didn't I wasn't aware of this. All right. So we're outside some sort of temple in the desert, which literally looks like every other set that we've seen in this movie. Mm-hmm. And this is where Shokan is finally saying that, you know, the world is gonna be changed. So now it's like they put like blue light like effects over the Golden Gate Bridge and the Twin Towers. And it's like, oh no, well, Outworld is starting to merge with Earth. So all these places are all gonna be coming back together again, which makes out geographically it makes no sense but okay show nerd <laughs> magic okay <laughs> so the only way to get through this is you know all right raiden is gonna fight shokan and shokan kills him and my wife literally says everything in this movie is stupid i have no idea why everyone's doing what they're doing the dialogue is awful everyone talks like they're reading words off a page <laughs> where it's like we're gonna stop you this time and it's like uh you please don't die <laughs> no don't no, what, die. no what does he say he goes no he goes you cannot die <laughs> <laughs> it literally reminds me of if we're going into wrestling for one second it's like 
how WWE has like an obsession with like Vince McMahon's family, like all being involved in storylines. Mm-hmm. There's like this one like wrestling show where where um Linda McMahon, who you know is a politician now and was part of the Trump administration. <laughs> But back when oh, she yeah, was just a char- back when she was a character on television, she like was demanding a divorce from Vince McMahon, and I just remember like her showing up on an episode of Monday Night Raw, like in the most deadpan voice, going, "No, Vince, I want a divorce." <laughs> <laughs> and like that is literally what every actor sounds like here. Pretty much, it's pretty ridiculous, and that's that we didn't even talk about the part where they think they can save uh they think they can save Sindel and then when they go retrieve her corpse it turns out she literally was just there to re- to like tell everyone that Jade was evil Jade was she- Jade was so clearly like turning on everybody that the fact that no one saw it coming is absolutely shocking they literally all deserve My- to die <laughs> My favorite part is Jay just sneaks away, and then she immediately gets killed by Shao Kahn, but that Sindel just literally spins and then disappears. <laughs> and she's just laughing the entire time. The only thing I want to remember is that she keeps spinning, and then she just floats away. <laughs> We're just Which gonna is keep... what I... <laughs> We're gonna keep twirling, twirling, twirling towards freedom. <laughs> <laughs> Which is exactly what I expected to happen. It was so <laughs> stupid. Oh my right. god. But then we finally get to the final battle where Sindel fights Katana and then Sonya has to fight the two random ninjas that are left and then Jax has to fight Montaro because he has the, the giant robot fists and while okay. everyone's getting their ass Montaro kicked, and all the other villains literally spent the entire movie just arguing with each other about who can suck Shao Kahn's dick the hardest, right? So it's like, much, yeah. now they all have to work together and pretend they like each other and Motaro, who's literally one of the toughest characters to beat in the video game feels like the easiest person to like whoop his ass in this movie. <laughs> So he gets paired up against Jax, and Jax's arms malfunction, and somehow, like, he remembers when Raiden was saying that he was fine the way he is, and, like, the ultimate, like, self-love, like, self-love proclamation, he's just like, you know, those arms are what make you weak, your true strength is your own and it's like he remembers that so he rips the sleeves off and then he goes i got everything i need right here <laughs> and then he just starts boxing combos or starts throwing boxing combos at motaro until motaro dies i guess i don't know <laughs> i'm not 100 sure what happens but at that exact point everyone starts like turning the tables like katana like fights back and she overpowers sindel and then um and then Sonya kills the last two ninjas, and then finally we have the last fight between Shao Kahn and um, Shao Kahn and Liu Kang, which I, I that fight is so ridiculous in the video game that I don't get why. Like, if there's any villain you're supposed to capture what what they feel like in the video game, I feel like Shao Kahn is the one, right? He is like. No, like, it is infamous how difficult it is to beat this guy. Like, it's it's annoying to the point where it's like, 
there's challenges where you try to beat him and you can watch on YouTube where people try to run, you know, they try to do a run where, you know, they try to do speed runs and he just kills speed runs, you know, but for some reason they just, again, they make him such a wimp. Like they make him complain. And then finally, when they do get the, the we do, we, you know, this entire movie has been building up to the animality scenes, uh, which thank, thank God they went with animality, not bestiality. That would have been super awkward. You mean bestiality? <laughs> I said what I said. <laughs> And then, like, when they transform, we finally get to see what what, what Liu Kang looks like, and he turns into this weird lizard man with wings. <laughs> and then Shao this was Kahn like, turns this was like a, a Hydra. <laughs> it turned into, like, a shitty, supremely low-budget, like, foreign movie version of Godzilla versus, like, uh, fucking what is it king Ghidorah? king Ghidra, yeah i was about to say this looks like it's something that took place in the eastern block around the 80s <laughs> there's just some fucking like russians that were like oh yeah we make move we make godzilla movie <laughs> but the stupidest part about this is all right when you get the animalities in mortal Kombat, you finish somebody off with them these guys literally just fight until they get tired and morph back into humans my favorite part is the what causes them to morph back is they both fall off the top of the <laughs> temple and they just like gently land on the crash <laughs> like it's so stupid literally everything of this stinks of like you know the kind of effort i hear is just like like they might as well just be fighting in here. Like, <laughs> like the effort in all of this feels like two weak ass guys fighting each other. Pretty much. <laughs> oh my god! So, Let's, which oh the stupid? We didn't even talk about the stupidest part of this because when this was, was it when with- Shinnok gets like Phantom Zone. Yes, Shinnok gets set into the literal Phantom Zone from the Superman movies, like. Which is funny because he does kind of look like a uh, great value version of Zod from the 80s Superman. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then uh, the stupid other gods who do absolutely nothing are like, oh, well, we've decided to get involved and that the faith of the universe will be decided in Mortal Kombat, like as an excuse to make the music play. But it's not Mortal Kombat. None it of it was not. Mortal Kombat. It's been very clear that this is anti-Mortal Kombat, and it should have been called something else because there was nothing Mortal Kombat about it. Oh, my God. Like, I was just thinking this whole time, like, where the fuck did Scorpion and Sub-Zero fuck off to? <laughs> yeah, and, and how disappointing it is. And how disappointing is it that this franchise, like, has this movie franchise did nothing with them? <laughs> it, like, arguably your two most recognizable characters. Every time there is a trailer, the trailer that plays has to be fights of of Scorpion and Sub-Zero. Like, their rivalry has evolved to the point where it's like everyone recognizes it, but they do not give a fuck in this movie, dude. No, if Scorpion's <laughs> not fighting Sub-Zero, we're not coming. You know, and that hope, it sounds like, based on the footage that dropped today for the Mortal Kombat 2021... That they're gonna fix that, and that's gonna be like a core part of the film, which I'm really excited about. But uh, 
you know, I don't want to get too off topic. <laughs> All right. Anyway, so once Liu Kang finally does defeat Shokan, he basically melts and has a dragon come out of his back and disappear. And everything instantly goes back to how it was before, to the point where Liu Kang is still holding up fists and he's like back at the monastery again. Yeah. Everyone is like kind of cheering him. And then Raiden like comes back to life because the other gods want to make him one of them for absolutely no reason at all hey Raiden it was all a joke we actually think you're pretty rad come come and be a god again <laughs> and it's funny that we had like great value Vin Diesel in this because Raiden's like well you guys are all family now and you guys all need to be family forever it's like these guys <laughs> barely fucking know each other <laughs> literally they've only known each other a week like settle down there bud <laughs> call me your yeah. goddamn tits Raiden <laughs> and then Sindel we're just gonna forgive the fact that Sindel like open the goat the the gates to open the goat <laughs> the goat yeah she opened the gates between uh outworld and earth realm and probably killed like millions of people in doing so. brilliant because we're also led to believe the entire week that these six idiots are trying to figure their shit out like people are dying like <laughs> shao khan's armies are literally punching humanity into extinction but uh, no, but you know the power of friendship. Now that she's nice, Turing Katana can finally have the, uh, you know, the the mom daughter relationship they never had, <laughs> and everything is saved. And roll credits, and that is Mortal Kombat Annihilation. All right, Javi. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go ahead. I'm gonna let you finish because it's part of our gimmick. No, just say it. Do you like more Comet Annihilation? You couldn't even answer. You can't even ask that seriously. <laughs> no, man. This movie's bad. This movie's super bad. Like, I can I can even excuse some of the crap from Mortal Kombat 1 because of the nostalgia. And at the very least, like you said, they did a really good job of making it feel like the video game. But they super messed up. And like it just felt like great Valley power Rangers the entire time. And I was, I'm just like, nah, I ain't about it. Like between the crappy acting, the nonsensical script, like, I mean, don't get me wrong. I liked, um, what's his name? Why do I always blank on the guy? that plays Luke <laughs> I like him. I think he's great. And I'm glad he returned Robin shoe. Uh, to Lisa Soto, I think they're great too. Like, it feels like they're decent actors, it's just they're given such crap to work with. And I'm just like, oh my god, <laughs> I couldn't, yeah. That, so, honestly, I don't recommend this movie, even to video game fans, especially to video game fans. All right, you know? well, apparently, we'll get into a little. All right, so myself, obviously, this movie was awful. I did not enjoy it. I enjoyed laughing about it with my wife while I was watching it because it was so bad. I enjoyed talking about it because it's so fucking dumb, but I did not enjoy this movie at all. And I would never recommend anyone ever watch them. <laughs> all right. So the IMDB yep. page, I had so much fun looking at it that I just wanted to pull out a couple bullet points from it. Apparently, Quan Chi was supposed to appear in the climax of this movie at one point, but apparently his scenes were then cut from the final print. You could only imagine how awful he looked in this movie. Oh, totally. All right. So, Bridget Wilson since... Sampras was offered to reprise the role of Sonya, 
but mm-hmm. turned it down because she wanted to play the role of Sarah Miguel's Sarah Michelle Gellers. Sarah Miguel. <laughs> <laughs> She's a Hispanic actress now. Sarah, Mich- Sarah Michelle Gellers sister in I Know What You Did Last Summer, which we did last Halloween. <laughs> so yeah, we did actually re- we actually saw her in that movie. All right, not which... review that. Listen to that. We reviewed that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um you know what my favorite part of the IMDB uh IMDB trivia page? Is you know how at the bottom of the factoid it'll tell you how many people found this interesting? <laughs> <laughs> and there's one of them where where is it? There was one really stupid one. Oh, Christopher Lambert declined the return as rated because he didn't like the script. Eleven out of eleven found this interesting. <laughs> <laughs> uh Tui Trang, I think is the actor's name. She yeah, played Tree. Funny enough, yeah, the Yellow Ranger. We're talking about Power Rangers. She auditioned for the role of Jade and was ultimately not picked. R.I.P. For another person that died that was connected to this movie. Yeah, very Mortal Kombat. I mean, very like on brand with what we thought about this movie. Power Rangers Mm -hmm. and Mortal Kombat being being about the same. But no, like the stuff that really made me laugh about this is like the fact that everyone turned it down because of the script. (laughs) It's obviously like something that no one wanted to come back to. Um, they did originally want to make a third movie in this chronology mm-hmm. and to the point where they were in pre-production and they were going to shoot the movie in Louisiana near New Orleans. Oh, then yeah. Hurricane Katrina happens in 2005 and essentially shelves a production. Mortal Kombat basically goes into production hell forever. So 1997, 2021. We are getting our first Mortal Kombat feature film since the 90s uh, coming up this Thursday. So I am supremely excited for this new movie. I can't wait to talk about it next week uh, and really kind of get more into the lore of Mortal Kombat because honestly, I don't feel like either of these movies have really done the story justice at this point. I'm hoping that we finally watch a Mortal Kombat movie and I don't have to say um, this kind of makes sense because in the video game they did this, <laughs> and then I had to do an expo dump on something. Like I'm, you know, I'm really excited for this movie. I think everyone is seems to be excited about this movie. Anyone with '90s nostalgia, any of you bastards that are on, you know, on the I love the '90s pages, like I'm sure you guys are gonna love this movie. Um, you know, I'm trying to temper expectations because at the end of the day it is a video game movie and those are even the good ones are meh so i'm trying to temper my expectations but it's really hard not to be excited for it yep so we'd like thank you guys for joining us for this episode of the show uh we enjoyed talking about this movie (laughs) we didn't enjoy watching this movie and clearly avi (laughs) didn't enjoy it to the point where he personally insulted me a few times what i never bully you (laughs) But, oh, you mean when I threatened to like have you arrested for making me watch this movie? <laughs> Arrest that man. Get him out of my community. <laughs> All right. It's, you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of like that uh, sound bite that everyone uses about that racist guy at the parent-teacher meeting. <laughs> you need to leave. <laughs> hey, you guys. You guys want to watch Mortal Kombat Annihilation? You need to leave. <laughs>
Oh my god, then it just cuts to like the guy that plays like Scorpion just like having his hands up like what? <laughs> All right, so you know, again, thanks for joining us. Please continue to interact with us on social media. Download the episodes on Apple Podcasts or listen to them on Spotify, two most popular platforms. Leave us reviews on iTunes, leave us ratings on iTunes. I mean, on Apple Podcasts, sorry. I keep using the old terms for it. Apple Podcasts. Use those so that we can up the visibility of the show and we can continue to grow our audience. Um, and we'll talk to you guys next week when we talk about Mortal Kombat 2021. Woo! Let's go! See y'all later. <laughs>